Hello there, my little pumpkins, and welcome to episode six of Whippets and Flat Caps. Safe to say, the bloody best rugby league podcast knocking around. I'm Will Perry. I'm John Wilkin, I think. And I've got the hardest head in rugby league, Mark Flanagan. He thinks, because this week we've come to a very average coffee shop in a strange old Victorian arcade hidden away that nobody knows about. This place has a pretty mumsy feel to it, I'd say. It's called PKB, which stands for, Mark? Uh, Pot Kettle Black. Ooh, how niche. We've all got an acronym in our brand title. Anyway, there's there's an awfully good reason that we've um, gathered here today. Because the PKB Derby... AKA Is that officially what it's called? Yeah, AKA, oh. another acronym. Um, Saints against Salford was a gruesome affair. It was tough. WP. It was tough. It was tough. It was a tough game. Oh, how there was bloodshed. Coffee was pouring from Mark's head, Kill Bill style. Uh, but it was John who was the tougher man, the bigger boy, um, who had to leave the field. John, highly embarrassing for you. Highly you, embarrassing. Highly. Do you have anything to say? Not really. Um, well, rugby league's a contact sport. I made an aggressive action Mark happened to be in the direction that I was heading. I think it was no. purposely towards me, wasn't it? Wasn't, it? No. You I, wanted a I, shot I at the title. You wanted a shot at the big man. Uh, not the big man, mate. You've played one game. Well, so if I wanted well, a shot at the big man, I'd probably hit Tyrone McCarthy, <laughs> who's been playing your position. Oh, anyway, Flash had the ball. I've been pulling, mate. We've been pulling. I went, I'm going to go after him, as you do. Um, I'm not ashamed to admit I caught the top of Mark's head, the balding crown that we've been discussing at much length. Yeah. Uh, we'll measure that hit later. Front, hit frontal jaw, I think you'll find it was. Hit my jaw, um, and and I was out out cold. Do you know what? Actually, I know I know we we're going to have some fun, but it shows how far the games come on. Actually, how quickly the medical team deal with stuff like that. Like, I was off the field, and I was in the changing rooms ask, answering a questionnaire about. You know, we spoke about concussion two weeks ago, didn't we? Did we? So it's ironic. Don't I don't know. Maybe we didn't. I'm not sure. Uh, we'll get yeah. stuck into it more, but you know. John wants to spend another episode talking about concussion and Eddie Hearn and discussing Zach Hardacre because <laughs> it's all gone a little bit one flew over the cuckoo's nest in mission control, hasn't it? Well, yeah, no, it's essentially I've had a, a minor brain injury. Um, Which you shouldn't laugh at. Which really. it surprises but, me, actually. But, but that I, I thought after all the years of John playing professional rugby, his, his technique would be a bit better. I think he just saw red, saw me and, and, and just went for me. And, uh, if you and know, I, I actually think he, he could have done a better job tackling me rather te- than just Technique has never been me. my thing. Okay. It was just, it was pure competition. We'll save it because we're going to get really stuck into this. But Mark, you were Mummy's brave little soldier and you stayed on with the help of Terry Butcher's actual headband from England's game in 1989 against Sweden. Yeah. But Sue Flanagan, safe to say, Mummy was... Bloody raging. Raging. She was raging. I'll tell you what, what happened. Your mum was embarrassed. That, 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 yeah, was, that, was, a, that yeah. was true. Well, yeah, I spoke to Carol was. afterwards and she was bright red. She was ashamed to even acknowledge she was bright it. She red because she'd had about 19 gins. Well, that's Sue Flanagan <laughs> said to me, what the bloody hell were you doing? Well, <laughs> she knows not to take me on. I thought I was going to get a very, very awkward atmosphere between the Wilkins and the Flanagans in the players' lounge. I was there to witness it. But in the words Terry was very proud. Terry was raging as well. In the, in the words of Mick Morgan, I can't speak. I can't Remarkable speak. scenes at the incredibly named Totally Wicked Stadium. It certainly was D-Day. We'll resolve this desperate situation. Uh, we'll finish with a handshake, hopefully, or, or will we? So many unanswered questions. You can cut the atmosphere in this um, weird coffee shop. Great coffee shop. With, with a... With a really blunt cheese knife don't forget to download the podcast from itunes podbean or your podcast provider leave a review as well you can also follow us on twitter at whippets rl so 11 minutes past four sunday the 4th of march 2018 a day which will forever 
be etched into coffee shop and friendship history. We've called an intervention here, guys. It's good to see that you're sitting close together. The, the sort of first meeting was, was weird um, since the incident, but you know, we're not leaving this place until we sort this out once and for all. So, Mark, firstly, just try and describe for those who haven't seen the incident, what the hell happened out there? Well, I was just going about my job, playing rugby and putting players on and, and doing my bit for the team. And um, I, I, We had possession, I, I had the ball, I was doing a little play with one of my teammates and I saw John opposite me, frothing at the mouth, raging, trying to, trying to you know, do something against one of his idols, me. Um, and as I, as I did the play, he, I'd already often, passed the ball. I, often idolised sh- sportsman sh- who don't play. Sh- sh- just give us a minute. Um, I'd already passed the ball and he, he took me out after I passed the ball with his head against my head um, and, I, and I did feel something I, it wasn't a big impact but I felt something and after I looked round and I was looking for John and then I, let, I had to actually look down in order to see John and he was on his back um, looking confused his eyes were all over the place very it's very disoriented have yeah, you ever exactly. seen him like that before? after about 12 pints yeah um, and I've saved him a few times then as well from, from getting the same treatment. I mean, you did, you did do the friendly thing. To be fair, I've seen the video back. You, yeah. know, you did go over and sort of and check him. What, what did you say to him? I said, are you okay, mate? And didn't get anything back. Uh, and I thought he was, he was gone. He, was, he wasn't, wasn't in a great way. And then there's the great medical staff at Saints managed to come on and save him. Uh, <laughs> it could have been a lot worse had they not been there. But, you know, it happens in sport. You know, John's probably been knocked out a fair few times and... Yeah, it is what it is. I mean, John, you, yeah. you are looking a little bit groggy. If no, I, say I feel so fine, Will. I think you're wrong. Um, yeah. But, look, these things happen. I was aggressive. I, I went after Mark, I'll be honest. Did you? Uh, yeah. You went after it? Yeah. Purposefully? No, just as in he, a competitive he, way. You caught me a bit high earlier in the game as well, by the way. Um, I caught, but, you, but you knew... Do you remember that? It's a silly yeah. question, but you, you, you caught me him. a bit round the neck. When he had the ball, you knew it was him? Yeah. Well, one thing he told me, which you give me a tip, is that he told me that Ian Watson had been into him about carrying the ball. So I seen him set this play up, and I thought if I was Mark in this situation, what I would do is usually moss up as a bit of a decoy, and it's a chance to carry the ball. So in my mind, what I thought is using the tip sheet, which we spoke about last week. I thought, I reckon Flash has come into the team. Thought wrong, ringing it. Yeah, no, wrong. So I thought, right, I'm gonna get fooled him. I'm gonna get get one on him. him. yeah, he, I, I hit his large, uh, tough Oldham head and came off second best. Do you know what? Actually, it was um, it was frustrating because I came off the field. You quickly get your wits about you and you, you want to go back onto the field and make a difference. But fortunately, the you medical can't. setup now, they, um, <laughs> they, they take you off the field and go through a questionnaire. So the questionnaire is you have to recall a series of numbers and words. And, um, was it five questions? Yeah, no, it's like a series of questions. So you have to go date, time of day, rough time of day. Let's, let's, let's relive that moment. Yeah, so the doctor says, what, what day is it? So Sunday, what, what date is Tick. it? Fourth. Tick. Yeah. Uh, what time is it roughly? Yeah, you get that watch, right. Yeah. And then yeah, he goes, right, right I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to repeat these, le- these numbers and you've got to repeat them back in reverse order. I, I so, think I could do that sober and, and yeah, without seven, being three, concussed. Six. Six three seven. Correct. Yeah. So you go back on the field. Well, you, you pass. No, no. <laughs> well, we, go all, we go all the way up to six, seven numbers. I always pass. By the way, I just thought I'd tell you that. Uh, that was fine. I did the numbers yeah. fine. But when we got to the words, he gave me a list of five words to remember, yeah. and I could not remember one of them. I could. All I could remember when he asked me to recall the words was flour, water, salt, 
and that's the name of a bakery in Macclesfield. We're opening a bakery next door to here. So somehow, in a weird way, in my mind, was stored flour, water, salt, the words. Not the words he was saying. He was saying police, cannon, flour, sugar, and he's sand. Bakery. Bakery. And I was like, uh, flour, water, salt. And he's like, no. Ben Flower. <laughs> so I think at that point, he, he, uh, he knew that... Uh, yeah, I wasn't right to go back on. Well, it's funny you say that because actually I've prepared some questions for you just to check that you are okay now. Okay. I know at this Let's current stage you, you might not be um, playing against. Still Warrington. recovering, isn't it? Still, still recovering. I mean, yeah. we'll take it easy, honey. We'll take but it but easy. But the, the recovery I'll make is in six days, whereas Salford are well and truly on the way to the championship, it seems. <laughs> well, you started shy last year, didn't you? And, and <laughs> came did. good at the end of the season. We did, mate, but We were reverse hey, revolts. Look, so. I wear four from zero. You've got... You've got three tough games. You've got Hull. You've got Witness who are flying. You've got Castleford first. Castleford. You forgot, you forgot about that. Yeah, okay, but again, exactly. concussion, yeah. That well, could be three, three, questions. three, four losses on the spin. Let's, could just, be. We just, let's just check these, okay? These are all, all very straightforward for yep. an intelligent let's guy like yourself. Uh, so you've got a bowl with six apples in. You take four away. How many apples do you have? Two. Uh, no, you took four away, so you got four. Uh, so that's one down. Uh, question two. A rooster laid an egg on top of a barn roof. Uh, which way did it roll? It didn't. Why? I don't need to tell. Do you not know? Go on. <laughs> do you not know? Roosters don't lay eggs. <laughs> Rooster, so you failed too. Uh, question three. How, no, do, do you mean I failed? No, how I was reversing it. Specify. Too slow. Two, zero. Uh, how can a man go eight days without sleeping? Uh, do, we'll go to New York with you. No, because you only sleep at night time. Uh, so by sleeping at night time. So you've got three wrong. Question four. Uh, still a chance to play against Warrington if you get two right. Um, there was an aeroplane crash. It was really sad. Everyone cried. Every single person <laughs> on board cried. And every single person on board died. So that's not funny, is it? But yet two people survived. How is this possible? Every, say again. Come every on, single what? person on the board on board died. But yet two people survived. How is this possible? Well, they weren't on board. No, they were married. Every single person on board died. Jesus, he's an idiot. Uh, what, question, an idiot. what an idiot! Uh, oh. Question five: uh, Why can't a woman living in uh, Europe be buried in Canada? Yeah. Um, just because she doesn't like Canada. <laughs> no, because a living woman can't be buried anywhere. And question six, last one. If you get this right, the you can't. You the can't Riddler can. Perry. The if Perry. ten birds are sitting in a tree and a hunter shoots one of them, how many birds are left on the tree? Well, there's ten more birds than you've got in your life. Right. Though. We'll say that. Uh, none, because they all flew away when the gunshot went off, obviously. Uh, obviously. So you missed the next <laughs> game against well, uh, Dr. Anyway. Will Perry has concluded <laughs> that John Wilkin is not... I mean, I think they're pretty reasonable they questions. Piece, piece of piss, then. Yeah, so zero out of six. Are, are you still friends? Yeah, of course we are. Look, yeah, yeah, we're yeah. still friends. Are we as tight as we were last week? Probably not. Um, <laughs> but we'll we'll be amicable with the podcast and with business. Um, but you know, I think John's actions, you know, taught him a lesson. And you know, yeah. we might recover one day. We might not. We'll, we'll see. The, no. the irony of this whole situation is actually Mark's face looks like it's been sandpapered, but you're the one who's sort yeah, of come because he only played eleven minutes. So yeah, well, Mark played eighteen, and he was actually fit no, to play. Who, played, who actually played more minutes? Because Mark, you did come off for quite a large part of that game. I played I, about forty-five. Actually, I was on the bike alongside on the, the Salford bench, yeah. and I was biking that far. I was probably competing with Bradley Wiggins, well, un- unenhanced. Um, both unenhanced. Both unenhanced. Uh, and I looked across, and I actually thought Mark had because I was concussed didn't know what had happened really around that moment I thought we'd both come off for concussion don't worry about me he was off that long I thought we'd both do not worry about me when he ran back on I was was into our medical team I was like so how long were you down there how long were you down there before so you came out to watch the rest of the game yeah yeah you have to go in for 15 minutes 15 minutes okay because because obviously if you've been following the news and sport this week MPs have reported that Mark and Salford have ethically crossed the line because Mark, you've spent probably more hours on the bike on the sidelines this season than Sir Bradley Wiggins did in the whole of the 2012 Tour no, de France. Just, just the one game, because uh, when you're not playing, you don't actually well, just cycle on the sideline. You wouldn't know that, would you? Because you you're, you're not fresh. You have built some fantastic calves. 
as no, well. No, no, again, that's, that's a, wrong. I've and got a great port. reputation as a splendid cyclist. Uh, all, I, all false. All false. I've got terrible I'd, I'd, calves. I'd like to just say, let's not let this one incident detract from what was a spectacular second-half performance from St. Helens. Who are top of the league, and I mean... Yeah, look, we, I thought we defended really well. I thought Salford, actually, in the first 30 minutes, really came to play against us. I thought they were tough, they were, they were physical, they were direct. Um, and like I said, joking apart, that incident taken apart, that was a real tough game, wasn't it? It was, Flash, yeah, yeah. For the first 30 minutes, that was... It was a, a, a seesaw sort yeah, of battle. And I, I enjoy those kind of games. It's a bit, a bit of an arm wrestle, and it's kind of a battle of wills in a way. It's, it's, it's who's prepared to kind of stick it out and not make an error and then take their opportunities and we reviewed the game this week and um, in retrospect we, we didn't hold the ball well enough we completed at 63% which means that we dropped far too yeah, much ball for people who don't that's just that's too low to win a, to win yeah. a big so, game so we're it? dropping too much ball giving Saints opportunities and we're defending too much which is sapping our energy and towards the second half that's what what, what, what told on, on, on our defensive efforts not taking nothing away from Saints uh, we lost the penalty count 14-7 so we were giving too many penalties away again giving those up giving Saints opportunities but uh, they, they played really well they, they took all their opportunities but yeah. we need to fix a, th- a few I, things up I think one thing we did in the game well which we maybe haven't done well this season is we scored sort of instinctive tries like we, we sort of offloaded the ball passed the ball around and just found space uh, they weren't well constructed tries like it wasn't like we broke Salford's defence down we just found little gaps and I thought Ben Barber was, was going to say he's, he's a bit special isn't he yeah he's, he is Ridiculous! There's some of the things he does are just a world class. He talks really good as well. Yeah. Like we, we, I could hear him all game, just barking at and at his teammates, telling them what to do, yeah. conducting his, his his teammates. And when you've got a player of, of such a calibre who's prepared to dictate play and organise like he did, it, it's it's a big what's, way what's off of the player's like? shoulders. He can't beat around the bush. He's had he's had a bit of a dodgy past in terms of uh, well, a bit of cocaine here and there. He's, yeah. he's 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 come over. He's played for too long, hasn't he? Rugby union. I couldn't speak more highly of the bloke yeah. in terms of his attitude. It, look, it, he is a rugby geek, as in he loves rugby league. He watches every game he can. He studies and analyses the sport, and that comes across in how he plays. He's, he's a, a genius, understands the, 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 the intricacies of the game more than any player I've probably played with. Um, and, and you need to have that sort of love of the game to be as good as he is. Uh, he's really changed the way we play with the ball, but also I think Flash is right to mention without the ball uh, and it, it, it'll be a big loss for us because let's be frank it, it, the likelihood of him staying in Super League with the financial attraction of the NRL is very limited isn't it and how long has he signed is it just this season yeah I think he's got this year um, I think we've maybe got an option for him for next year but so but it's going to be really difficult for oh, Super League to keep yeah. Ben Barber 100% but yeah we, we, we were pleased with, with the, the result the second half performance was, was, was tough we rode out Salford's sort of ascendancy in the game and then we, we struck back and, and finished really strong and we scored a great if anybody got the chance to watch the game we scored a great try to finish it reminded me of Saints it was of Old a great try, yeah. Saints of Old really pass 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 yeah. back inside back inside little kick and, and Salford had switched off at that stage didn't they? yeah I think so and, and yeah it was a bit embarrassing just, in, that, just in a pure competition like you can say what you like about Ben Barber and how skillful we were when we watched the tape back we tried hard our effort was great you know like little efforts were really good and the kick that kick at the end we probably didn't have the right to ground that ball but one of our lads Luke Thompson chased, chased his, his backside off to get there so we, no good result you say balls in here you say anything balls balls, balls balls can you swear in this coffee shop no um, no, no. Uh, minus swear words well, you, you guys do look a little bit agitated because we're in here and we set up a kind of mini studio you're you taking up kind of five covers there's a, there's a mouse there's a mouse's leg in my coffee <laughs> nobody's <laughs> listening no to you Will no. 
That's very Try familiar. Again, you'll very be familiar. Yeah. It's rubbish in here. Well, no, again, no, well, you'll be able to do as much of this when you get <laughs> when you're on Dave next Common year. Common ground in uh, Old Chief is really good. <laughs> If you need a good coffee, anyone? Uh, no, it's not. Hey, no look, this is a, an exceptional coffee shop. Is that pest control in here again? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they've come to get you. They've come to get you. All the time. Get this uh, on, pest on out. On the subject of... Um, oh, Johnny Bairstow's just liked that tweet, by the way, to find out exactly what happened with the concussion later on. Friends. Podcast friends. friends. Yeah. Um, on the subject of Ben Barber, has, has Super League become a kind of a platform for rehabilitating people who, who who've been a little bit naughty and can't get into the NRL because of the NRL. I don't think that it's a chance for them to rehabilitate. I think it's just a second chance because um, often when. But why is no one giving him a chance in the NRL? Well, because they they've got a stricter code of conduct policy. Yeah. I'd say but yes is the answer to that. Uh, it's not yes. It's just that we we are taking. Look, I, we said this about Zakarek last week. Clubs will we make good, now, good business decisions, won't they? Very very. So if Wigan sign Zakarek and now it's a good business decision. Us getting Ben Barber. He was in too long. Not things weren't going so great for him there. It's a good business decision. Rugby league, there's not a big enough talent pool where you can just say, right, the best players in the world are never going to play again. Rugby league, there is actually chances for people. And forgiveness and, and giving people another chance is important. I think if you repetitively trip up, then that's an issue. I think Ben Barber being in Super League is a real asset. He's a star name. We're talking about him now. I think the Super League should do all they can to get those people. As long as, look, if we're talking about a moral code, did Ben Barber break that by his, his social drug indiscretion? Potentially. Yeah, he did. But he, as any human being, has the right to prove himself and we should be allowed to give him forgiveness, forgive him for, for yeah. what he's done. John Wilkin, the school of second chances. Maybe you should start up a little, you know, Zach, bring second. Zach and Ben in and just sort of rehabilitate. Well, no, him. but there's lots of guys that have got indiscretions in their life who, yeah. are, who are out there working, isn't there? Like, you can't just go, well, you, you've messed up once, you're out. Oh, I'd be in the school. I'd be there. It'd yeah, be great exactly. School, We'd all be a nice trip away in the district. <laughs> It'd be a rogue, a rogue Made bunch. a few friends there, wouldn't you? Friends, yeah. Because you haven't got many, though. Bren Barber has got a great background Bren. in terms of, he comes from Afghan Bren. heritage, Bren doesn't he? Barber. Bren Barber. Yeah, he does. Ben. You said Bren. Ben Barber. Brent. David Brent? No, no, Ben Barber. Ben, right. ben Barber's from a big family. He, he is. Did, I, I was reading that his, his family used to trade camels you're nodding me I don't know you see you're saying you don't know you need teammates you're I don't not know. Made time to sounds find like out a bit of him. casual racism if, some, if it's not well, true Aboriginal is it? no no yeah. it's true he's, he's, he's of Afghan heritage okay and Aboriginal as well I need to find out more about so, Bren yeah. Barber you're talking about Bren Barber or guys, Ben but okay we can no, sorry um, Ben look, if you're listening no he's, he's world class um, Super League of, there's an opportunity for him to play in this competition we've got to be realistic the window for that to happen is, is, is relatively small um as a sport there's not enough players to just say that <laughs> if a player makes an indiscretion that he, he you know that, that they're out and there's lifetime bans getting knocked around uh, that being said though um, you know we need to make sure that we send the right signals to fans and to families and all that and, and we've we've got to tread that line carefully yeah. I think but rugby league historically gives gives out second chances I don't, I don't necessarily think that's a bad thing it's just the way it is uh, if this is the right moment, I think it is, to bring in an Arsene Wenger quote from the week that confidence climbs upstairs but drops like an elevator, which is an American word for a lift, Mark. Um, yeah. Salford, thanks, thanks for that. that. I think that's quite fitting, isn't it, for Salford, in terms of where you started last season. I mean, congratulations for getting in the team for, <laughs> for the first time this season. Thanks. But from, to my untrained eye, watching the game, first 15 minutes, you guys were on top. John, I think you'd agree with that. You know, they, were, they were good. They yeah, were, it was competitive yeah. at the opening 15, 20 minutes. Mark yeah. held up a try. 
uh, and then went off absolutely blowing. Correct. But you can't measure communication, can you, on a pitch? Talkers. What, what is that like? Because to me, watching, when you're not on the pitch, and I'm not saying this just as a friend, but when you're I'm trying to look through it and neutralise when I'm watching the game, you can't measure communication when you're off. The, the, the communication skills don't seem to be there. I think it stems from energy. Absolutely, If you've got energy and you, you, you're not, you know, tackling all day, you can you can organise and you can talk to your teammates and you can you're a bit more focused. Was I think when you are knackered and you, you're you're on your ass and you, you're struggling to, to make tackles, you you're, you're half of a man and you and you, and you struggle to, to, to play at the, the, the pinnacles that you, you hope to. So um, I think that's what happened with us. I, Similar to the Wigan game at the start of the season, we played well for the first half, and then the second half we lost that energy battle. And um, yeah, you, can't, you can't get energy back once you lose it in a game no. either. If, if you if you give away possession willy nilly, you cannot get the energy back. Defending is tough because all thirteen of your team need to work, don't they? When you're attacking, it's one 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 or two people working. Defending is is much tougher for your team. So if you do too much. You know, defending when you don't need to, it really damages your energy, and you can't you can't get it back, and that's probably what costs all. And, and I guess the bottom line is you got dicked again, really, didn't you? Because yeah, if, we did. it, if it went on for another ten dicked. minutes, it would have been fifty or sixty. Yeah, well, that, that's like, like momentum's a massive thing in, in in rugby league and sport in general. So you know, one one Saints got a roll on it was it was tough to stop, and yeah, it probably would have escalated a bit more had had we played for ninety minutes, but we only played for eighty in rugby league, will. And so. a tough a tough period for you now in Jess before, but Castleford and Hull, uh, I think. Um, you got witness as well who are in form. That's three tough. Look, being realistic, that's three tough games, isn't it, to come up and and, and you need some big performances over the next few weeks. Yeah, well, I'm back, so I think I should be able to sort it out. Get knocking lads out with your big melon. Correct. Oh, what about that? Send him off. Send the dressing gates off. Something else I want to talk about. Wow. 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 What wow. 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 Hull against Warrington. So I was watching that. And but which what do we discuss first? It was a great game, to be fair. It was a really good game. Warrington were out of it, suddenly came back in when they were a man light, and they were a man light because of Declan Patton. Oh my days. That challenge yeah, but that, that, on Beretta Faraimo. That I mean that is that's GBH for one. No. Nah. No. I know, I'm exaggerating. But I, I, I felt for Patton here. Cause yeah, I, he's not like that the, the, at all, is it? Faramino was carrying the ball really strong. Nobody could tackle him. He'd broken through. Uh, and Patton tried to make a, a cover tackle. And he was he was coming from behind. So he kind of reached above Faramino. And it, it caught him square on the jaw. No doubt about it. But I don't think it was intentional. I think he was trying to stop a bigger faster, stronger player. In, intentional or not, it was a sending off. It was off. sending off, yeah. yeah. It switched him off so quickly. And for people who don't know sport, like rugby league, that, that, that can be quite a shocking sight, can't it? We probably take it for granted. Do you that think it was stuff. switched off quicker than you at the weekend when probably, probably with my head? I'd say that it's it's milliseconds. It was yes. probably very, very, very similar. Very, very quick, yeah. But look, deck patterns, it's not something you would traditionally see from, from him as a player. Um, it was a bad challenge and, and uh, yeah, it didn't look great. I mean, I'm uh, showing it to you now. That's one angle, right? Yeah. So his right arm comes across right. his face. His l- the lights are out before he hits the yeah, canvas yeah, yeah. there. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, you don't but get partially concussed. It's not like he's, he's got a chance to line him up or anything. He's, I think it's more instinct and, and it was like putting everything he's got into tackling a bigger, stronger guy. So what should, what should a ban be like? What for Patton? 
That'll be a couple of weeks. Get and that's fine. Weeks. That's 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 just fine. Yeah. Well, what would that, Look at this would, angle here. What would that be in Rubunium? <laughs> what would that be in Rubunium? That'd be making headlines in Rubunium, wouldn't it? Because I, mean, I watched uh, there was a tackle. I think it was a Wasp player cover tackle for a Wasp player, and it was like I'd say one fifth that intensity, and it hit his shoulder. It wasn't high, and the guy got sent off for it. Or he's put on report and got a four-game ban. He's, but you say, you say, I, don't, I have no idea what Declan Patton is like as a guy. He says he's not like that at all. But there, there is there's, clearly... There's no intent. An, in no, that. but there's clearly an intent to go for his head. He's not yeah, trying no, to no, no, win no. the ball. No, I disagree completely. Really? Yeah, absolutely disagree. I, I, don't, I don't think Declan Patton went for his head. I think he went to hit him hard. And it's happening that quick. What we're watching, what we have a tendency to do in sport is watch things slowed down to such a point where it seems like there's intent. Well, when you watch that at full speed, and I've worked for the BBC and done coverage, and when you slow things down, you can find intent. Somebody looks like they're grimacing. He looks like there was a mad sort of craze. Look in his eye like you had in New York for flashing stag <laughs> for five days. All of that. But actually, when you play at full speed, it's a split second, that. It's like a fraction of a second. He couldn't even. Why would he hit him high in that situation on purpose? Ooh, what's, the, what's the reason? What, what, what's he angry about? You're saying he did it with intent. Well, if you hit somebody high with intent, you want to hurt them. Well, I just don't think that could ever be the case. It's an accident, without doubt. Now, there was an incident in the game that wasn't an accident. Which was weird. Very, very weird, Liam One of the strangest things I've ever seen. And that's, that's his fourth red card in less than a year for Liam Watts. To explain, explain what happened. Well, um, Watts had the ball. He was tackled by a few Warrington players. Um, Crosby. Crosby was a vocal player. He would have yeah. been giving him something oh, yeah. on the floor. He'd have been verbaling him on the floor. And he, was, he tried ragdolling him around, and Watts came off second best. So as he got up to play the ball, Crosby was two metres in front of him, stood at marker, and Watts walked towards Crosby and engaged in a, in a very minor headbutt. Which I mean, it was it the was funniest pathetic, part. The funniest it? part about it was Liam Watts's five-yard strut, like yeah. he was a supermodel yeah, I... towards Tom Crosby. <laughs> it was like two really camp stags coming together. It, uh, it was it was it was, it was very football, wasn't it? It was it very was football. Pathetic. Oh, I'm gonna press my head against you. Ooh. The thing is with Liam Watts, though, Liam Watts, Liam Watts has been awesome, hasn't he, as a yeah, player? Really good he, and he really come on for Hull. Like he's important for them, isn't he? Flash? Yeah, because he, he's a big man, but he can play as well. He can, he can ball play, he can offload, and he's, he's been one of their best players over the last year, season or so. Um, but I just thought it was a bit silly. He, he didn't really try and hurt him, but you can't put your head to another player. But, but, but if someone did that something as weaselly as that to you, when the adrenaline is high on a pitch, how, how would you react to that? What if, do, if, if Liam Watts does that, that to you? Me, yeah, I'd probably knock me out, Will, as this, that's probably where <laughs> you're going with this, is it? You'd be oh, off again, yeah. going through those protocol <laughs> questions. Uh, flower water salt, those questions flower again? water salt. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, come on, you would re- you would not react well, even though roosters don't lay eggs. You, you wouldn't re- you wouldn't react well because it was so weird. No, yeah, it was just it, you know what it was. It was absolute for the cameras, right? There used to be um, what was the big back row for Leeds? Adams, um, oh, Luke Adamson, Luke Adams, no, the Aussie guy. He was Aussie. Was he Aussie? No, not Luke Adamson. Um, Matt Adamson. Matt Adamson. Matt Adamson. Yeah, Adamson. We'll we used to have a saying about Matt Adamson. He's a big Leeds back rower that he he, he had. Certain things he did in a game for the South Stand at Leeds, he'd had certain things, big runs, and he'd like he'd dust himself off, and he'd be looking at the South Stand and like posturing and stuff. And we used to call him like he was grandstanding. He, he, there was nothing in it. He wasn't squaring up to you. He was just showing off. Well, we're entertainers at the we end of the day, aren't we, John? Mate, John says this every week on the but podcast. Liam we Watts, are Liam Watts, that was that was purely his ego and showing off. There was nothing in it. He didn't headbutt him, did he? Lee he Bradford's yeah, his reaction was great. Was amazing. 
an Go Airdale. He's an Airdale. He said he's an Airdale. And he'll be run out of town for dropping his head on someone like that. A yeah. pathetic excuse for an Airdale. <laughs> well, it was. It was just. And he said he deserves every every band he gets. Well, he's not, I mean, yeah. He's, he, he'll, he'll get a couple of games probably. I don't know. I don't know why. So who'll get more? Who'll get more? Who should get more? I don't who know. Who should get a bigger band? Uh, uh, those two instances. Liam Watts, just because it was outrageous. Yeah, but he's got a worse track record than Patton. Yeah, as well, and this so. is the thing with Liam Watts. That's Liam Watts is a great player. I, I actually rate him highly. Uh, Dom Crosby is an antagonistic player, which look that's awesome. So are you? I am. Yeah, everyone look. Yeah. There's antagonistic players, so those two have got into a bit of a skirmish. Liam Watts, if he wants to be an international player, has got to step back from that and play the ball and get on with the game. And you know he didn't do that. But that being said, it didn't cost his team in the end. Uh, Hull, Hull came out on top, and, and Warrington for me struggled. Deck pattern off the field, it doesn't help, but struggled to get they going. They played better with him off the field. Yeah. They played they played better down a man down. Yeah, they, they struggled to get going with the ball. They, they've really not got going this year yet. And then, you know, people like Ben Murdoch and Silla's gone there. He needs to get going. Uh, he was he was killing it for, for Salford and, and he'll look to be getting back to that form. He'll want to be getting back to that form. Yeah, he, he built up a really good combination with Rob Lewis. They played together in Australia at the West Tigers. Um, so I think players need time to develop combinations and with a few new signings there at Warrington, it will take some time, but Murdoch Masillo is a, is a great back row. He runs great lines, and when he gets a combination going with, with Brown, uh, Patton, and Roberts, he'll be devastating. Yeah, look, they, they need to get moving, though. And I think Hull, Hull are dangerous. Hull have, have got uh, big guys, uh, powerful team. Uh, Liam Watts on the field is more dangerous than walking off it, but... Uh, when you've got those guys and, and, and I think actually Albert Kelly in your side, they're, they're going to be a threat and, and uh, a team that, you know, I, I respect all. I think they're going places. They signed Gaz Ellis about four or five years ago and it was probably the best piece of recruitment a club's ever done because that really changed, I think, their club's mentality. He was a champion and the club changed off the back of one piece of recruitment. So recruitment in sport is everything. You can do all you want. You can polish turds till the cows come home. But yeah. unless you get if, the you, good if you've got a great leader that can raise the bar and, and drive standards at a club, yeah. it can it can it can exactly yeah. Do you know what I'm really impressed at Will that you're oh. actually watching rugby league now? You've taken really? that silver spoon out your ass and stopped my mocking mouth us. My ass. He's ass. watching rugby league. Why, 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 why did I take it out? Because you were born with it. You got it up your ass for the last thirty-four years. You the silver spoon in your mouth, are you? Yeah, but well then you put it yeah. up your ass. I stuck it. My, why yeah, did yeah. I stick it up my ass? We stick something. We just want to stick something up your bum. He's not bothered. <laughs> <laughs> because, you're actually, because, you're actually watching rugby school. league. It's good. Because I went to public but school, you, so I like you, to stick things up my bum. Well, Mark went to public school as well, didn't he? Yeah, I'm, the only, I'm the only ruffian. With, but you, I was but, on a sports scholarship. But ironically, you're probably the only one. You were on a drama scholarship. Drama scholarship. Let's evolve this conversation. Because I used to be a thespian. You had a drama scholarship. You had a drama scholarship. No, no, no. No, he's a bit of a child actor, though. Child you're a thespian. Positive. Go on. You so, were, what plays were you in? You were in uh, Hamlet. Hamlet. What did you, who, who did he play? You just uh, listed Hamlet. You did you? Played played Hamlet in Hamlet. Can you give us any <laughs> lines? <laughs> <laughs> Can you give us any lines? Juliet line? in Romeo and Juliet. Give us a line. Give us a Shakespeare line. Ooh. <laughs> you're nicer than my wife. <laughs> yeah. you, you wanted. You wanted. I mean, I know you've been wrenching about not getting enough airtime on the podcast. So now, now's your moment. We'll give you 40 seconds to, to perform a line. Uh, Romeo, Romeo, where out thou, Romeo? That was in Romeo that, and Juliet. So you were Juliet? Yeah. <laughs> you played so Juliet? Yeah. <laughs> do you think you could, I mean, I know, you've got a lot of, sort of, you of uh, thespian friends. Do you, do you think that maybe you could have been in Hollyoaks and had it all gone wrong oh. rugby league-wise? Or something? Oh. Probably, yeah. 
He could, he could, he could have played like the good-looking, sort of, you know, really mm. small line, but really, the good-looking yeah. boyfriend who comes uh, into town. Yeah. He's angry. Innocent mechanic, innocent mechanic, <laughs> just moves into the the, 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 the crescent. What would you have been, Will? Probably uh, the lead role or something. I don't yeah. know. Um, Will would have been a smarmy city boy. Anyway, Wakefield. Wake, I want to talk about Wakefield quickly. Yeah. What, what a start from them. Yeah, tell, awesome. tell me more about what Chris Chester's all about, why they've yeah. started so well. Well, I think they play I think they play quite a nice style of rugby. They, they've got a good blend in their team. They've got some big boys uh, through the middle for Fita. Um, you know, he's probably their main man going through the middle of the field. They've got Kyle Wood, who's quite nippy out of nine. And then they've got Jacob Miller and Lee, Liam Finn, who are really complimentary in the halves. Um, I, I think they're a threat um, but because of how expansive they are with the ball that they, they play they test you um, and like I said they've got that flexibility that they can be direct with the big men or they can play uh, you know through the most skillful players um, and they, I think they pound for pound the best team in, pound yeah, for pound the look, best team let's be team. honest they, they, they've not with all due respect they've not really played any of the, the big boys yet have they I, I think they need to they, they, I think they started really well but let's see how they're going in three or four weeks once we get to Easter and as much as we were talking about maybe Salford struggling or us doing well when you get to Easter you've got a more true sense of where things are things start to settle down so Wakefield have started awesome Chris Chester's done a done a, a good job because from an outsider looking in you look at Wakefield and think there's actually not a great deal to it that, you know there's not a huge sort of commercial revenue stream behind the club is there so is there an attraction what, to play for them as a player someone like Wakefield uh, well, the style of rugby's good I think as a player you always want to play in a team that throws the ball around uh, they seem a happy group as well they don't um, they don't seem to have many divas in the in the team they seem to be quite close-knit um, and yeah they, they're a small club similar to ourselves but they're well supported where they're based and um, they think they've got a lot, a lot of improvements to do off the field uh, as with many other clubs but on the field they're, they're, they're probably playing better than, than their, their squad suggests I guess right now you'd just take, you'd just take anyone that would play you wouldn't you really Mark well I'll play at weekend and I'll yeah, yeah. play again this weekend yeah. John um, any other business this week uh, I picked out a couple of things and now you yeah. can throw some things in the mixing pot so that wasn't really a question was it you'd already well, no, go on. something you throw in your any other business no no let me hear yours first right, what a gentleman um, so I wanted to talk about a couple of things Warrington banning orders four men punished for incidents at Widnes don't know exactly what, what happened but one man's been banned home and away for life just, just reading that opening sentence, and all right, it may be sensationalised, but the facts are he's been banned for life, home and away. That doesn't seem very rugby league to me. No, no, I think, look, in the main, the, the support of the game is, is family orientated. We've got a really feminine fan base. It's not like a football match where it's men between the ages of 16 and 40 who, who is like testosterone soup. At the sport, at those events, I wonder what, what that tastes like. Testosterone mm. soup. Will knows. Oh, I didn't eat it. Wasn't it? My mouth's watering. Did you sell it in here? Is no, that it's a special? It was a special do. a few weeks ago. Testosterone yeah. soup. Testosterone yeah, that'd soup. That'd be meaty, wouldn't it? Minestrone. Testosterone oh, smoothie. Testosterone soup. Mm. Yeah. Well, look. I think look. Different sports events have different crowds. We, we've got a really, like I said, almost a feminine audience. Feminine audience and and and, and well supported. There's not a lot of incidents off the field. Like you can count like maybe violent sort of rugby league matches in the terraces on, on, on one hand we've never had the, the cages up around the field keeping people in yeah that must surprise you that that news to see that to see no, you get, life you time get idiots banning everywhere, don't you? Well, I read the article actually and I think the what one with the lifetime ban had, had already uh, had a had ban in the, a few years ago so it was his second chance and um, yeah if you'd already had a second chance and you've 
Well, John would give him, John would give him another chance. No, I said two chances. Two chances. How do you police a lifetime ban just out of interest? As CCTV, <laughs> casual ticketed event. I don't think this guy. I think like, you'd have to wear a disguise. Man. You know the glasses with the yeah. fake nose and the mustache. Yeah. how much he loves Warrington, really, is if he's going yeah. to come dressed as Mr. Potato goes, Head to, goes to witness <laughs> away next season. Could have wear the Kim Jong Un mask. It's a statement. What it is actually, it's a public statement of intent that the game won't tolerate sort of violence in the stands, which is a good statement. It does tolerate. It's very witty, smart asked you know people in the stands that's what we've got a lot of yeah. very dry sense of humour uh, like me and that's amazing uh, my any other business was yeah. the movement of the England set up into Manchester the so England, England set up the RFL the RFL yeah having yeah. a base in Manchester at the Etihad um, at City's yeah. campus uh, yes at uh, the Etihad yeah um, well, I think um, it's funny because that was my other bit of. Yeah, you know, I read it off your notes yeah. and then I stole it, and now I'm claiming that I came prepped. So, is it, so this is this is Brian Barwick, who I've interviewed many times down the years. He he's obviously worked with the FA with Fabio Capello. He was sort of a big driving force behind St George's Park, which is big driving force, which is which which works. Let's be honest, St George's Park, as much, like it or lump it, ten years on has produced the goods at all the age levels across. Well, apart from the senior age levels. Yeah remains to be seen in Russia. Is that what they're trying to do with, with rugby league? Let me just give you a quote from him. He says, uh, the move to the Etihad campus is a genuinely exciting prospect and underlies uh, blah, 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 the governing body's ambition to develop rugby league across the spectrum of the sport. He says, we want rugby league to be a sport that future generations want to take part in and everyone has the chance to be involved with. Um, this regional area has been rebranded the National Rugby League Centre, but he says it's a transformational move for the sport. Um, world-class facilities, this is Ralph Rimmer now, saying that they'll be made available to every level of England setup from youth through to men's and women's seniors. Yeah. That, that can only be a good thing, yeah? Yeah, well, when I was in the England setup uh, many years ago, um, we, we had to travel down to Loughborough. We were based in Loughborough for two or three years. Um, and it didn't. It was sort of nonsensical. You're sort of driving down the A500, you know, sort of between Stoke and Derby, and you're sort of thinking, why are we all here? You know, a group of sort of lads from the north of England... Um, I think, look, we need to spread rugby league into Manchester more so than maybe what Salford are doing. I think this signals that intent. Uh, it links with another high-quality organisation, which is Man, Man City. 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 Um, the, the, the national team needs a base, and it's maybe a signal that the game and the RFL and Ralph Rimmer are ready to invest properly in the national game and get it going. Um, and that, that, I think that's a good thing, having a base and a centre and something that's yours and you have ownership of is really important. It's much like the flat that got handed down to you by your wealthy family. Well, it's yours. You feel ownership of it. And, uh, you know, that's a nice thing to have. But it does make you feel connected with this city, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you phased yeah. him. Yeah. Phased me. Well done. You nothing more to say on that, Mark. No, no, I think John hit the nail on the head, though. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, time for whippets and flat caps. Sin bin this week. Still a chance to put Nigel Wood's trousers in the bin. Uh, are they going in in week six? John Wilkin. They are not in the bin yet. I'm trying to source bin. Um, That's me, big bin. <laughs> I've had thought long and hard about this. And my one for this week is it, it's not a thing a big problem in the game it's not something I've seen very often it's it's actually something that I've only ever seen once and it's the four strides Liam Watts did prior to headbutting Dom Crosby now I'm putting those four strides in the bin I don't particularly want to see them again unless there's a blue steel sort of pose at the end of it 
So so I, thought, I thought I, I, I thought the strides post headbutt were interesting as well. The maybe so, yeah. To the tunnel. Yeah, that's they true. Said yeah. a lot those strides. Yeah, maybe that's right. Yeah, I think there was a swagger about it, which I kind of, I kind so of like. So just to be clear, are you putting Liam Watts in the bin or just his stride? Just the stride. It's yeah. it, it's specific, specifically, his walking gait yeah. towards Dom Crosby, yeah. and then, as you've informed the, me, the gate was too wide. It it it, it had uh, a waff of lavender about it, yeah. and then also from uh, Crosby to the sideline upon receiving the red card it was a touch of the theatrical for me uh, I'm putting Dom Crosby's um, not Dom Crosby apologies Dom Liam Watts's swagger slash stride into the Simba never to be seen again exaggerated gate never to be seen again never to be seen again Mark uh, short shorts Ooh, uh, I found on. this season I were playing kit that uh, our shorts are a little bit smaller than last year's and a bit yeah. shorter. Which work, obviously, if you've got good legs. Exactly, but, yeah. that's, my, that's my point. I've okay. got so shit not legs. rubbish legs, short um, shorts. My quads aren't too bad, but I just I think that the shorter the shorts are, just <laughs> quads are it just too can, bad. can be a little bit embarrassing for those who've got um, streamlined legs and I'm just not a big fan. Let's get back into the 90s where, you know, like no. Andy Gregory and Dennis Betts, they'd have the shorts rolled up three or four. They'd even roll no. the shorts down no, to get them shorter. Me, Sleeves me, rolled up, taped up. Everything was taped up, shoulder pads on. On the subject of taped up, I've actually got the measuring tape with me. Let's just get this out of the way quickly. John, I know that... Um, Would you like me to measure that? Yeah, why don't you do it over that side? Because you get yeah, okay. quickly. So we had an eight and a six last week. So let's just get that. It's a little bit bent, that uh, measuring tape. Let's just see that. Uh, John just uh, resurrecting the tape there, placed onto the head. We're going metric. Um, in fact, when I was watching from the stands, it did look like Zinedine Zidane had made a comeback uh, for Salford against St. Helens because it was wet. Let's just let him in there. Let him in there. Let's just play nicely, Mark. Let's just—we just want to measure. We just want to help you. Acting a fool. We might. We might. Ten by, ten by eight. eight. So we've extended that by two centimeters. Ten by eight. But Mark was fidgeting a lot. It okay. was hard Let's, to get. Okay. Ten by eight. It was take a note. And of just that. just before we finish, so, I'd like to give a shout out to um, one of our listeners, Richard Johnson in Canberra, Australia. Yeah. Uh, the podcast going um, worldwide, which is great. <laughs> worldwide. Mr. Worldwide. Uh, we've had a lot of reviews as well on social media. A lot of people sending some feedback. So I'd like to read a few of those out. We've got at Danny Roberts ninety. Said great show. Love hearing the views of the current players. Uh, the other guy, Wilf, doesn't seem to offer very much. Yeah, that's one. I think we did that one last week. That no, tweet. we've got uh, at Dave Wads, Watts. Uh, very funny is podcast. It, is he related to Liam Watts? I preferred the show when the posh lad was away. He's yeah. not half as funny as he thinks he is. I, I tend to agree with you there, Dave. Yeah. And finally, Matt Healy, eighty-six. Are they actually that's real your cousin? T- yeah, um, no, that's your cousin. That is, your, that is your cousin. No, no, yeah, no, he's, he's got a different hang- York with us. But got a different that's your cousin. <laughs> My yeah. new favorite podcast. <laughs> Wilkin comes across surprisingly well. That's yeah. good. <laughs> Flanagan is the star of the show, obviously. Will seems very jealous of the other two. How, how do you respond to that, Will? Um, jealousy is a horrible mistress. It's a wasted emotion. Yeah, have you Isn't got it? a mistress? It's a wasted um, emotion. I, to have a mistress, you'd have to be married in the first place. Anyway, oh, we digress. I've got one here from Theresa May. He says, love the podcast. Keep it going, lads. Uh, I've got another one here from um, Sharon Stone, actually. You didn't, get, you didn't come on last week. She Shout says, down. sorry about last week, lads. Hope to make it next week. Go well against Warrington, John, if you're playing. He's not. <laughs> and uh, I've got one here from Russell Crowe Russell. as well. He says, I know you want to get me on, guys, uh, to hear the story about Kelvin Fletcher, who actually is coming on the show next week. Um, Kelvin Fletcher, if you don't know his uh, work, he's soap royalty. Uh, he's from the Bill. Brookside. Um, Kevin Fletcher. Kevin Fletcher. He plays Andy Sugden in... Uh, is it the Bill? Or uh, Coronation Brookside? Street, yeah. Suggers is coming on next week. Big league fan. Um, actually only invited him on to tell the story about when he stayed at Russell Crowe's place in Sydney with all the Burgess brothers and he wrote off Crowe's prized quad bike 
um, and hid it in the trees. So hopefully we'll actually hear that story from the <laughs> horse's mouth next week. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it just sounds so It's a it great story. Like when you said and Sharon Stone's <laughs> coming in, it sounds a lot like that's and not maybe, going to happen. Maybe we can get Russell Crowe on if we pull some things out of the bag. Don't forget to download the podcast from iTunes, Podbean, or your podcast provider. Leave us a review. Uh, also follow us on Twitter, at WhippetsRL. You can troll us on there. Feel free to do that. And we'll see you bundles of gorgeousness next week. Hello, is that Carol? Is that Carol Wilkin? Hello, Carol. Uh, they passed on your number at St. Helens. I hope you don't mind me calling. It's Dave Richardson from De- Manchester Evening News. Carol, it's only just a quick one. Uh, I mean, we wanted to have a bit of fun, really, in paper this weekend, and uh, we just wanted to know something a, bit, a little bit more about the relationship between John and Mark with what happened at weekend. Uh, no. <laughs> it was quite funny, though, wasn't that. it, Carol? No, I'm not getting involved in that one. Sorry. Can you not give us any, <laughs> any comment, Carol, at all? No, I'm not, no. <laughs> I mean, but they, are they still friends after it? I would think so. <laughs> it's, you know, it's not affected business, because I know they've got a coffee shop in town, haven't they? Yeah, no, I'm, 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 I'm not getting involved in that. Sorry. You can't, you can't give us a little bit of insight into, into the friendship? No, I can't. No, no, no. Oh, come on, come on, Carol. Uh, Mum, I told you, never, ever do interviews. What are you doing? <laughs> I said, when, if anybody rings you, you never do it. You've just, you've almost, you, nearly, you, nearly, you nearly did an interview. <laughs> Carol. 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 We got Carol. you. <laughs> we got you. <laughs> we got you, Mrs. Wilkin. Oh, no, I don't think we did. We did. Come on, Carol. It's years since I've had one of them sort of phone calls. <laughs> <laughs> what does that say? Carol, you're on the podcast. You're on, you're on the Whippets and oh, Black no. Cats podcast. Oh, no. tell, t- Carol, tell us about the time when John did prank you and uh, pretended to be some reporter and you started giving a little bit too much information away. Oh, dear. Oh, <laughs> dear. <laughs> Can I go now? <laughs> Carol, come on. <laughs> Throw us a bone. No, I'm going. I'm busy. I'm busy. <laughs> what are you balls. doing? <laughs> what are you doing, Carol? What are you busy? I can't believe I answered the phone. <laughs> I can't believe I even answered the phone. <laughs> Carol, in all seriousness, what did you make of it? Because I know you said at half-time, all they had to do was stay away from each other. It's just a bit of macho posturing, wasn't it? And he lost. Oh!